1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Sports. Oh, this is so good. The final frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you
3: really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one. did they blow their butt yes. out? They blew their collective butts out to try to get that win.
2: Oh, Their weekly mission? To provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take
4: me to Flavortown.
2: Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what
3: you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test did? not
2: the Cinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The fan, the Odyssey map, it's just turning into gigantic Mexican and 1080theFan.com.
4: Hour two. Miss anything from Hour One. Uh shame on you. But don't worry, podcasting, it's a thing. It's a real thing. You can just go on to 1080thefan.com. Get it right there. Go to Odyssey.com, type in center and Saint, uh, shout out your smart speaker. Uh shout out the moon as we care do whatever you want it'll show up it'll show up whether you like it or not it's already sent to your house <laughs> whoa
3: what? that escalated quickly <laughs> yeah, sorry <laughs> first you could get it now you're you can't getting it, not buddy. get it <laughs> you can't yeah too bad
4: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny but it's just like hey here's your podcast can you subscribe to our podcast is that a thing that you can do oh Boy, You're that would subs- be a
3: good question
4: to the digital lead at this station, wouldn't it? Sure, it would. If only we knew who that guy was. He's very reclusive. And if only he could answer questions accurately. Wow, yeah, he, that's the thing. He's, he's fairly, fairly untrustworthy. Uh, uh, I could not find another NFL coach fired for cause. All of, uh, all of the articles lead back to Urban Meyer. There's a whole list of coaches that have been fired in one year right here. I don't know if any of these guys were fired for cause because I feel like it would pop out maybe Bobby Petrino with the Falcons at three and ten, but he was fired within one year. Pete Carroll was fired fired in nineteen ninety four in the middle of the Jets season. Cause he sucked. Yeah. Joe Bugle, Raiders, Ray Rhodes, Packers, Al Grow with the Jets, uh, Marty Schottenheimer, Art Shell, Cameron, uh, Cam Cameron, Bobby Petrino, Jim Mora, Hugh Jackson. Now uh,
3: this is deviating away from the NFL, but somebody on the text line mentioned that um Mike Leach. Yeah, I think he, he he. Mike Leach got fired from Texas Tech, mm-hmm. I think, because of the
4: concussion thing. Is that right? Uh, no, he locked uh, somebody in a shed because they had a concussion. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. He yeah. got a concussion, well, and then Mike it's not because Leach... somebody got a concussion. It's because he locked them in a shed for light light deprivation.
3: Well, yes, yes. In <laughs>
4: July, uh, yeah. on a very hot Texas day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. There's 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 some horror stories in college football of guys getting fired. I don't know. I don't need to go into the the all of them because there's a long list. But I'm thinking the NFL. I mean, yeah, Jim Tom Sula was fired after a year, Chip Kelly, Steve Wilkes, Chip Kelly, we know got paid. But all these guys, I'm looking at it, they're just fired because things weren't going well. I don't know that anybody was fired for cause. Cause the thing is you have to have there's a pretty heavy burden of proof, as you as you mentioned, to to not pay a guy fifty to sixty million dollars that's owed to him by the the terms of the contract when it was originally written. He was making Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick money to come into Jacksonville. So this yeah. is a
3: pretty big deal well and uh, i think what's probably going to work against urban meyer if he decides to appeal this which he probably will is he um, well he, of course why would you yeah he'll have some lawyer sue and whatever mm. what's really going to work because the, the straw that broke the camel's back for him is the lambo story it is yes but again is.
4: again because you're legally
3: liable now that you have insulted an uh, assaulted yep. an employee and that's enough Cause to fire
4: somebody, you can't assault employees. But again, Jacksonville saying the that they had everything they needed even before that story broke. Sure, just
3: what, just yeah. what they're saying. What's working against claim. What's working against Urban is that um, I'm just going to assume there were a lot of witnesses. Oh yeah.
4: Yeah, it probably and didn't
3: happen in a vacuum. The witnesses, I'm also going to assume, are players. <laughs> yes. And if oh, and I, other
4: coaches. Yeah. Well, because you have to remember, if if last week's report is accurate, no one in the organization is on his side. Yeah. The rest of the coaching staff Pretty disappointed with him. The players all think that he's a joke. Right. I haven't heard anything from a ball boy standing up going, "This was the best coach I ever played for." There's nobody in the organization that is on his side. I mean, he he looks as bad again as bad as I can remember any coach looking in the NFL ever. Like yes, like Matt Steve-
3: Patricia was pretty bad. This isn't as bad, but Matt Patricia was up there.
4: Well, yeah, but Matt Patricia was had didn't never earn the respect of his team. Yeah, and never got that. But he didn't. This is absolute buffoonery. I mean, you've got off the field, on the field, in practice, the game—like it's all levels. And Matt Patricia still has a job in the NFL. Ain't nobody hiring Urban Meyer for anything. And it's it's, just—it's you don't think so ever. Nobody in the NFL is hiring urban Meyer for anything. Uh,
3: there's the keyword.
4: Yes. The NFL. Then that's really what I'm talking about. Again, there's, there were reports and I, I mentioned this and you kind of poo pooed it. There are reports that there are uh, people among the boosters of your Oregon University university of Oregon that wanted to have urban Meyer be a candidate for the head coaching job in Eugene. Seems like a bad idea to me, but it doesn't surprise me. Is it a bad idea?
3: If he wins, Hard to say. And see, now that is, in fact, the conundrum of Urban Meyer. Well, but here's. Which is that he, on the college level, he has proven everywhere he can win. Yep. Do you sacrifice your soul and your (laughs) morals hiring a guy who will do whatever it takes not on the Nick Saban level of whatever it takes. I mean Ooh. like harm people <laughs>
4: yeah, Oh, I whatever what saying. it takes. You were, saying, to win. you were saying Nick Saban has no record of harming people. I thought you were saying that's... like like that there's stuff going on behind the no, scenes. No, no, yeah. no. no Nick Sabin does
3: whatever it takes. Yeah. And he cheats, obviously, but he doesn't harm people. <laughs> he he stops at the point of like, oh, that's gonna ruin that person's life. Okay, let's yeah. try not to do that. Yeah. Urban Meyer legitimately thinks like, look, everything is about winning and me. Even the Zach uh, Smith thing. Yep. It was about him. Mm -hmm. It was about the fact that Urban Meyer did not want to be viewed as a mentor who that's what he was to Zach Smith, a mentor. Him and his wife would have prayer sessions with Zach Smith, a failed mentor. Yep. So he hid all the domestic abuse allegations because if it was true, that meant that he was a failure. He is the most egocentric, just leechy person ever in football. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's just—it's this it, just proves it's er, bad. This just proves Urban Meyer bad guy. He's just bad. bad He's guy. not a good person. Nope. And I agree with you that it's gonna get—it's gonna be very high, uh difficult for him to get hired. And I even say that in a media sense
4: too. I don't I, know I too many TV that too. places
3: that are gonna want to touch him at this point. Well,
4: here's here's my question is. What stories are yet to come out Uh, yep. because this is what we've seen when he was in charge of the organization and was, I imagine, trying to suppress some of this. Wait till we hear from players next week, next month, next year of how bad this really was, because I think it's even more of a disaster than what we've seen. All right. That's enough about Urban Meyer. Question for you. Okay, Is it worth playing through an injury in the NBA? think about it we'll talk about it next you look puzzled Uh, i was thinking what's wrong with your face Okay, that's my thinking. Favorite. All right, we'll, we'll we'll discuss this next because uh, last night pretty indicate in indi- good indication that's kind of a dumb thing to do. We'll talk about that next. And your Blazers center and Saint 1080 the fan
0: worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional terms apply
1: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you
5: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: I really can't stay.
2: No problem, there's the door.
0: I've got to go away. I hear
2: you say no more. This evening has been
5: totally consensual. So
2: the fun Sinner fun and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins no on 1080 The Fan. Tonight.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, Will Darkin's Start new give favorite a Christmas song. Give
2: her a call. No? I love
4: this
3: song
2: because
4: <laughs> I'm woke. You're super woke, bro. I'm all with it. Uh, Damien Lillard, season high, 43 points. Uh, shot 60-plus percent from the field, over 50% from three, 94% from the free throw line. Looked like the Damian Lillard we're used to seeing. Here in Portland. Agreed? Sure. How stupid do you have to be to start the season playing through an injury? It drives me crazy. Damian Lillard, a little disgruntled with the uh, media that questioned, uh, you know, whether or not he would get into form that were ready to poo-poo this team. When they got off to a slow start, he had career lows in shooting percentage scoring. Uh, three-point shooting percentage everything he didn't look he didn't look right at the beginning of the season wasn't moving as well he had that abdomen injury that we knew about from the Olympics and he came in and turned out month into the season that injury was still lingering. the NBA season is long it's arduous I understand if you're hurt going into the playoffs I understand if you want to go and play in the Olympics and you're a little chipped up but starting the NBA season hurt to me just seems. It seems like you're only going to cause trouble. It, it it's it's a game that you just have you have to be full speed, especially when you're a six three guard that relies on creating space as much as Damian Lillard does. Do you think we're going to see any improvement in this team, who is still very injured around Dame, when you have your leader playing better?
3: No, probably not. And um, I actually wanted to gauge your uh, positivity meter. Oh, positivity
4: meter is going okay. okay.
3: So, because I think you were at like a seven last week. So this week that you're at all right. You're still at a seven.
4: <laughs> yeah, there there haven't been there's been no major moves in uh, in the trade market so mm-hmm. far. And you feel like they're going to see them. You mentioned Indiana last week. Of course, the Ben Simmons thing is sitting out there. There's a lot of teams. Detroit yeah, there's a lot of teams that will be pulling the shoot uh, sooner or later. There are a lot of teams that I think are are not meeting expectations. You can look at uh, a team like Dallas that has, you know, uh, a superstar that's 22 years old down there. That doesn't really have anything around him. You mm-hmm. have Atlanta who was uh, a conference finalist last year. Who's middling right now. I think you're going to have some teams. that are just going to make some moves. Um, I would think sooner than later. And I think, Once those moves start getting made and the Blazers are not part of it or do nothing or do less than nothing, then I think you have to really, really start to drop off. But right now, it's it's is it Christmas? No, it's not. We're a week away. We're a week away from Christmas. When does the NBA season start? (laughs) I know. I had to double check. When does the NBA start? Uh, Well, when did it start this year? (laughs) It starts in October. They say, you know, there's nothing of consequence. September this year. Because the whole
3: COVID thing is uh, that all right? I don't know. That does anyway, not seem right. Yeah.
4: Uh, the Christmas. Christmas is the the unofficial kickoff of of where we start paying attention to the NBA season. The Blazers are behind the eight ball. We realize that. But again, I point back to to Nurk Fever. That was a Blazers team that was what six games out of last place and six games out of the playoffs when they made that trade for Yusuf Nurkic. And I realize that he has not fulfilled the prophecy that was going to be Nurk as the third member of the big three, but it shows you what a trade can do in the middle of the season. A team catches fire and you can put yourself in a position to, to win some basketball games. So
3: here's the major difference in what you're saying, because you are correct that that it was a complete turnaround for Mm -hmm. the team. Um, It's also of note that, Yusuf Nurkic was injured going into that playoff series and played all of 5 minutes.
4: 100%. And it was also it's also worth noting that he's been injured pretty yeah, much every season time. since. Yeah. Then. Uh
3: the difference between that is that you are now dealing with a situation where CJ McCollum I think is getting reevaluated for like 4 weeks or something. Yep. Look, he's not going to play any more significant minutes this year? No, probably not. Eh. Damian Lillard is going to keep doing this. He's going to keep trying to play through this injury. I wouldn't. I, I, I think he looks a lot better now than he did. I think he needs to shut it down.
4: Shut it down for the year? Yeah. In oh, fact, I geez. think as a team. You are you are way off. Uh, Come if on. If you think so. Look, to give up a season in your prime? No. God, yeah,
3: yeah that's I, I do. I, I think so because it's going to be very contingent on what you do in the trade market. And sure. if you are in the trade market right now as the Portland Trailblazers, the thing you need to focus on with laser accuracy is how many more years do you have on your contract when you come over here? Eh. This cannot be a one-year thing. I, you you cannot convince somebody to stay here after this season. Yeah, it, Dude, Jeremy Grant, Miles Turner, Baby Sabas, that ain't going to turn around what's going on with this team right now. It's at a cellular level of what's wrong with the Portland Trailblazers, which is you have a coach that has a philosophy that does not fit – With anybody else on that team except for, say, uh, Larry
4: Nance Jr. Seriously. Who who is looking like a very nice trade piece.
3: Yeah. He he looks like a great trade piece. I would love to keep Larry Nance Jr. Because I think he plays great underneath Chauncey Billups. I think Anthony Simons has played great under uh, Chauncey Billups. Nasir Little has shown sparks under Chauncey Billups. The rest of that team does not believe in what Chauncey Billups is selling. And it's not to the point of they call BS on him where they're saying, like, this guy doesn't know anything. Of course he knows something. He's been a coach under the Clippers for a couple years. He's an NBA champion. He has basketball pedigree. The problem is is that Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, on a cellular level, don't play like that. (laughs) Yeah, They just don't, and they won't play like that ever. So unless you plan on, in the trade market, going and getting just defenders – just all the defenders, every one of them yeah. loading the starting lineup with defenders. In fact, putting CJ on the bench and putting a defender is some is, is Thabo Cephalosha still playing. If you have if miles, still playing, if you have get miles get Turner him. at
4: center. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and Robert Covington at the four. Well, uh, you're gonna have gonna have to trade, trade him
3: to get Miles Turner. So wow, well,
4: maybe let's we'll trade CJ or Norm Powell. Sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But but I'm saying you put three front court defenders out there, mm-hmm. and you have Damon CJ. You don't think that changes the fortunes no, of this team? No, nothing. That doesn't change or anything. Norm Powell, or Anthony Simons, whoever. I I think that there is. I think that there is. There are very few offenses uh, that. NBA schemes that Damian Lillard can't adapt to CJ. I think that you're right, that there's, there's not a lot that you can do with that guy. He kind of is who he is, I think, but I think Dame would fit in in any system. And if you're, if you're, if you don't believe me, just talk to any NBA team. If Damian Lillard were available on trade, you know, how many teams would be in the market for that guy? 29. Yeah. Twenty nine teams would. And and they are right now. I'm sure they get a phone call at least once a week for somebody to go. Right. Yeah, Dame ready to go. He'll fit Dame I is know a That
3: group. whole Joe Cronin think we're not moving Damian Lillard. I, I mean to your point, that's probably not stopping people from like, hey, well, I'll give you this for Damian yeah, of Lillard. Of course. Yeah, yeah.
4: Like he's he's not available. You're still getting phone calls. That guy is a yeah. superstar. He is an exceptional player. If you're going to rebuild this team, that is the one piece you do not trade. The thing about CJ that makes him so difficult is yes, I know he's been a Very good player in Portland. And I know that he has a good relationship with Dame, but you're exactly right. That is the piece that you need to move. And I think until the trade market settles down, there's just enough people out there that are pulling the shoot. There's enough good players that are out there that can change this team. And we're seeing it inching that way. The other question though is, is how set is Chauncey Billups on his system? This is not Rick Carlisle in Dallas where you had, you know, you have a, Luka Doncic and Rick Carlisle where their personalities didn't mesh and their systems didn't mesh. And Rick Carlisle has been coaching for 50 years and everything that this is the way that we're going to do things. Chauncey Phillips is a brand new head coach. He knows what he has in Damian Lillard. If anybody does, and he is going to do everything he can to make sure a system works for that guy. Last night was a peak under the hood. But again, at the start of the season, the idea that you have to play in every game is ridiculous to me. Do you know who the iron man is for the NBA? The Wesley g- Matthews. No, no. The guy that played in the most games. I very good though. Um, but who played the most consecutive games in NBA history? Consecutive? Yes. Who's who's the guy that was Mr. Reliable?
3: Mm, Luke Rittenauer.
4: No. Oh. AC Green. Oh yeah. Neat. Old AC. Neat AC Green. Currently, uh, it's uh, Mikel Bridges and Just- Justin Holiday are your guys with 227 consecutive games played. AC Green had 1,192 consecutive games played. Ugh. You want to be the next AC Green? Uh, yeah. I mean, you got a lot of money. I guess. Yeah.
3: Like, but it's you see what I'm I saying. Mean, if you're Damian Lillard, though, no. Yeah. Exactly.
4: <laughs> Like, who has more money? I thought you were asking me, Dame yeah. <laughs> this year or AC Green in his entire career? Yeah, uh, yeah, and I hear what you're saying. I understand. It's just, it's, I know. It, I, it just yeah. be and love, love me some Dame. Be a little smarter.
3: So here's the uh, text on the text line 10 Never. Heard. Blazers don't have a first round pick this year. So wha- uh, so shut it down for what? Yep. So here's what you shut it down for. Is again, it's not picks. That's not really what I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned about is getting high-quality players that are in their prime, (laughs) Simmons, (laughs) now, yeah, and making sure that you can either sign them next year to something that is conditional, which is meet X, Y, and Z, we'll keep you. You have an out at X point in the season. Get somebody like that or get high-quality players because I'm telling you right now, If Damian Lillard keeps playing like this on the injury that he has, which has been lagging now for, I think it's three years this has been going on, because it happened even before the Olympics.
4: So that makes it a year and a half? Uh,
3: No, it's been going on for a while. And he's talked about it publicly. That This has been something that's just been lagging. If he keeps going like this, it's not going to end well. And it's going to get really bad really quick when Damian Lillard has to play what 20 more games until that happens and then it requires surgery and then next season he's out for 15 games
4: well I never Uh, agree with the shut it down now I'm just saying you don't need to necessarily
3: like turn the lights off on it but what I'm saying is in this trade market as you're looking ahead I would keep that in mind when certain players come up like if you're getting rid of Nurk And Robert Covington and CJ McCollum for a massive package of players. You're probably shutting it down because you know what you're getting in that? You're probably getting picks. No, you're not getting straight up players because there's not that many players you could get for uh, a, a, a three-player pack. It doesn't make sense. A three-player package for three other players, you get picks in that. So you'll probably get a first-round pick.
4: No, but you, you you need to think more creatively. You, you have right. you have the option of multiple team deals going out there, and, and you sure. can only play five guys on a court at a time. If you can get one difference maker that comes in and that can change the, the, the s- style of basketball, mm. change to the style of basketball that Chauncey Billups wants to play, uh, a little bit more effectively and make a big move. The thing about the NBA is a couple in- you're a couple injuries away from having a clear path through the NBA playoffs. The reason that they made a change last year is because the Blazers weren't good enough to beat a depleted backcourt of the Denver Nuggets. But you also look at the path that the, the Suns took. They just kept hitting everybody at the right time. And now you have a Sun team this year that believes they can win every game that they go out. Yeah. And you have free agents that want to go and play for a team that just played for an NBA championship. Are the Milwaukee Bucks going to win four championships over the next 10 years because they have the best player in basketball and Giannis Antetokounmpo? Or do they get a lucky draw one year? It's, it's, you never know. It happens all the time. The Detroit Pistons are an aberration. When you look back at NBA history, what the hell were they doing in the finals? In, in those two years in the middle of the 2000s, just sometimes there's a deficiency around you or your style of play just works. You can catch lightning in a bottle in the NBA. I know that usually the best team wins, but, dude, the Raptors have a championship. And that was the same year that Kevin Durant played for the Warriors. But everybody but got did hurt. did not
3: play in the championship.
4: He, of course he didn't. If he did, guess what? The Warriors would have one more championship. But you you need to throw your hat in the ring because strange things happen get out there, try to win some basketball games and then go and have a nice showing in the playoffs. And then I know that you can't sign free agents. Yeah, you can. You might not say in the big name, free agents, but you can have guys that go, yeah, I'd rather play in Portland than go to Minnesota. And a couple of those changes can make your team better. I don't think I want that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're fine. I just don't think I want that guy ducks ducks have a new coach. Uh, I I have a a small, small warning. For, for people getting excited about all the, the new hires around Eugene uh, that, that we're seeing so far and I do love filling, out, filling out of the coaching staff, but first your sports center update.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan.
4: All right, your Oregon Ducks have a head coach. Dan Lanning was announced on, uh, well, right after our show it was announced, after I went on some sort of rant about just wait. And then like later that afternoon, Dan Lanning was announced as the head coach, introduced on Monday, you don't know anything. I think I was pretty right on. though. It was just like, you're going to find out sooner or later. If, it, if there's this much smoke, there's fire or in this case higher. And uh, Dan Lanning is the new head coach. Uh, there's been a couple designations that we've seen. Uh, Kenny Dillingham is going to be the offensive coordinator and uh, Matthew Polish is going to be the assistant or the, I'm sorry, the co defensive coordinator. They've added a uh, head of recruiting or something. Another young guy, uh, young guys. Yeah. That's my warning. Oh, that's my warning. You have a 35-year-old head coach. Excellent. If he if he's great and sticks around, you could have him for 40 years. Okay, cool. You just hired a 31-year-old offensive coordinator, a 30-something uh, co-defensive coordinator. Uh Dan, if you're listening, and I'm, I'm sure that you probably are. Of course. And I'm not saying this just because I'm 40 now. <laughs> but I'm looking at you right now. You're yeah. 33. 28. Shut up. Wait, 33? 33, yeah. Okay. You and all your buddies, you are all the coaches of the University of Oregon. Uh, what are the chances that goes real well? Well, it'll probably go really bad because I don't have extensive coaching experience. Hire some old guys. This is my warning. Dan, Dan, go out there and just... I, I'm not. I'm not saying that these are bad hires, and I'm not saying you're going to be unsuccessful. Yes, you've been coaching since you since you know you graduated from college, and and it looks like these guys have, and there's there's some promise, and I understand all of that. But make sure you get some old guys. Uh, Chip Kelly was the young, innovative offensive coordinator, but he was trained under Belotti. Belotti stuck around. Nick Aliotti, on the other side, had been coaching forever. Uh, just just get some old guys. You mentioned that uh, Nick Saban do anything to win type guy. Yeah, yeah, You know what he does every time a old ball coach gets fired, it gives them some sort of special title and brings him into the Alabama program. Sark. Hey, I know that you had that problem with USC. I know that you've been coaching for a long time. We're going to make you the advisor to the offense, to the coordinator. Hey, Hey, uh, uh, Dan Quinn or Lane Kiffin Lane Kiffin. You got fired from your job. I know that you've been coaching for a long time. I'm going to give you the offensive coordinator job. And they just bring in all of these football minds. Just don't get too in love with your buddies and, and your, your, the, the youth movement in football, you're trying to coach for a national championship. Just, Hire some old guys that have been there.
3: I don't think you need to hire some old guys, probably just one old guy. And I yeah. would have said you need to hire an old guy, defensive coordinator. That's what I would say. Well, they're
4: together to have defensive, co-defensive coordinator. They and do. I don't know if they're hiring a second one or if yeah. the Dan's gonna be in charge of the defense and and Kenny's gonna be in charge of the offense. I'm yeah. not sure how the designation works, but I'm looking at the the coaching tracker. Um, and they they did keep uh, Don Johnson Jr. as the recruiting coordinator uh, on there. But right now, you don't know what's happening with running backs, coaches, receivers, coaches. We know that the offensive line coaches left for Miami with Mario Cristobal. Not sure about tight ends. Not sure about defensive line. Not sure. I mean, there's a lot of spots to fill in. Get a couple of guys.
3: Yeah, I would say I, I would partially agree with you in a sense that I loved what Sean McVay did in his first year with the Rams. Wade Phillips. Yeah, he put Wade Phillips yes, there. Yes, old and guy. Wade Phillips ran the defense. That's kind of like a the uh, statement. But look, he no. had head
4: coaching experience too. Yeah, and he, he grew up he in a legit, coaching family.
3: Like just ran the defense. Now, yep. uh, you're probably not aware too much if you're not in a program. But a head coach, yes, they have leanings of what they like to do. You yep. come from certain backgrounds. Pete Carroll's a defensive coach, but. On the sidelines, when the offense is on the field, Pete is very involved in it, of, of course. course. Yeah. Offensive coordinators make play calls. He likes to make his own play calls sometimes. It's a give and take kind of thing. But Sean McVay's first year, it was literally him calling offensive plays. And once the defense got on the field, he left and would go to the offensive scrum <laughs> yep. and, like an offensive coordinator, break down plays. The only person on the sidelines at that point was Wade Phillips. Yep. I like your idea. I don't want too many old guys. I'd like one or two old guys. Sure. I'd like an old guy, an offensive coordinator, and I'd like him to be on the field too late. (laughs) Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I agree with you in a sense that, yeah, you do need to have that. Now, is this a bad thing that he has hired an incredibly young staff with an incredibly talented, very, very young roster? I don't know. It kind of sounds like it could be interesting. kind of sounds like it could work.
4: Yeah. Well, but the other thing too, and, and, you know, the I'm not I'm not keyed into the Oregon program and what you had for advisors around there. But it just having somebody around with head coaching experience, Mike Bellotti still hangs out around the program. It's like if you get hired as the head coach of uh, Wisconsin,
0: mm.
4: Barry Alvarez is coaching that football team in part. Right. Gary so- Anderson. Barry Alvarez is their, uh, AD is what I'm saying. So uh, no matter who gets hired at Wisconsin, Barry Alvarez, their athletic director is still right there. Who was their coach forever. Look, let me tell you something. Nobody Gary tells Anderson. Gary Anderson what to do. Yeah, I'll bet. That's why he left is So he could have control of a program and the cheerleading
3: yeah. squad. And that's why he left Oregon state. Yes. He would have he
4: stuck around. Uh, but you know, just, just from what I've seen so far, and, and I'm sure that he has plenty of mentors that are out there, but I would just love to see the, oh, they just brought in, So and so, and it doesn't even need to necessarily be a head coach, but Mm -hmm. I want to see the guys, the age next to the guy that says 65 has known uh, Dan Lanning, you know, since his, his first, you know, since birth snap or what, just something where it's it's going hey you've got somebody that can be just that voice of experience in the room it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to make all the decisions i don't even need him to be a coordinator but i think if you're the ducks that's the next guy you want to see is is some guy that hikes his pants right up to mm-hmm. you know the the bottom of his rib cage mm-hmm. that has been on sidelines in college football for the last 40 years uh that is has a great relationship with the head coach they can just go hey love what we're doing here Let's just try. Let's just try to run the ball straight ahead and see if that works. Like all these trick plays.
3: <laughs> okay. Look, don't go too far with this. But you understand what you're, I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but you're, you're going very far. You're describing someone in my head. That sounds like a, a 1920s, uh hooligan. Yes. Pants up to his uh, ribcage. I have uh, steak and eggs for breakfast. Every Absolutely. Morning.
4: The guy, the guy that wears a tie and then has a moleskin skin coat over the top That's and right. a fedora. I'm not it's, just saying, just one of those guys. Am I gonna get a pension because <laughs> I need those? That's what we're used to in the
3: twenties. Yeah, exactly. Run the ball straight ahead. Like I partially hey, agree. Hey, I'm not saying every
4: play. You just it, need it, one old guy. You just get it. Okay, give me the one guy. Okay, we we're in agreement. Get at least. If you only get one old guy, I want him to have head coaching experience or something a little bit. More. I need him to have a little bit more of a vital role. If you get two old guys, then they can coach tight ends and like be okay. your special teams assistant. What is your threshold of old guys?
3: When is too, many, too many old
4: guys. What's that?
3: When, when does it become too many old guys? Uh, like, what if I just hire four, Lou Holtz? four is four is too many. What if I hire Lou Holtz and Lee Corso oh. and I just tell him, look, I just want you to walk around the complex. You don't even need to coach anything. I just want you to walk around. And when you see players, give
4: them some vague sense of advice. I want want two, two old guys with position titles and one old guy with some administrative title, right? That's, that's my threshold. That's Lee Corso. Yeah. Lee Corso is, is like the uh, liaison to, uh, to seniors or something ridiculous. And he has an office
3: and they hired a GA to just like, make phone calls to him to make him feel like he's doing work. Yeah, well it's like
4: it's like you know when like the, the you have like the the evil villain in a movie. Yeah. And he's out there and he's he's trying to Darth Vader had the emperor, right? That's that's what you need. Like Darth Vader was the main bad guy. But I want him to have like the the Palpatine that's just kind of hanging um, out just going, yeah, I'm the one really in charge. But he's he like Darth Vader's calling all the shots. He's running the fleet. He's the one going in and having sword fights. That's Dan Lanning. Fantastic. He can be the Darth Vader. What you need is you need an emperor that just sits up there and just goes, back in my day, we used to run the power sweep, and we had pulled all the guys. We ran out there.
3: What's Coach, Corso, uh, what's Coach Corso doing in there? Uh, we just gave him a bunch of pieces of paper and a stamp to stamp <laughs> them. <laughs> Make but, feel like he's doing but listen, something. listen.
4: It, you, you you can get an eighty-year-old guy, and every every third thing he says is completely insane, and the other two things he says this is are genius. Like, but but once every ten times, you go. Actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's all I want. Okay. That's that's you know that's fair. Okay, I,
3: I'll I'll accept that. That's what I'm saying. I would like one to two. You're saying three to four. No, no,
4: no, no. I, I don't said equivalent old I guys. I said two, two position coaches that are old guys. Okay, one guy with an administrative title. So right. at max three. If you get a position coach that was a former head coach and he's just doing tight ends yeah. and he's got all those titles, I'm fine with that too. You need at least one, minimum one guy in his sixties. But if you get guys in their seventies, it can be, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right. What to watch. What to watch this weekend in sports, even though the NFL just moved all their games to Tuesday and it's bowl season. I know Will's watching the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles bowl, uh, but we'll tell you what to watch in that game and more. What to watch next center and St. Ten.
2: Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. <laughs> And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson, are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan.
4: The fan text line said that my uh, old guy take was a very will take.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agreed with you. I, so. know, I, know,
4: I, knew, I knew I was off base. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Uh, Will, not a ton of time. Uh, what are you watching for uh, with your Beeves today? Beavs, got to win, man. You got
3: to win. It, it was enough, or I should say, it was not enough just to make the bowl game at this point because you did win seven games, and quite honestly, you should have. You should have beat Oregon. I, I, I'm i not even saying that as a homer. It's just you went for two a bunch of times, yeah. and how points would work out, you probably would have gone to overtime. So, uh, you know, uh, you should beat Utah State. They are not a very good football team. It would just be an awesome ushering in for next season, which it should be something where you improve on, right? you Get You're getting the eight
4: hype wins. train yeah. rolling. Uh, the one thing you need to watch for this week is uh, all the fill-ins. I'm doing the morning show they gave it to me finally wow congratulations yeah, thank you it's just for this week now it's, why didn't they call me about it me and swag <laughs> they just hired you oh they didn't hire me
3: oh
4: yeah me and swag doing morning shows all week uh we're not doing a christmas day show so we want to wish all of you uh exclusive saturday listeners a very merry christmas uh and we will uh we'll be back the monday following and so you, we're you not don't... doing a saturday show no, uh, I think we're, we decided to skip Christmas since it's uh, F. Luke Darkens first Christmas. Uh, they're going to give Aww. you a little permission to skip that. Um, but, yeah, keep an eye on that NFL schedule. You've got a bunch of games stacked up on Tuesday, including the Seahawks on the Rams. Seahawks is on nine ten On Tuesday? Yeah. Because yeah. there's a Ducks basketball game. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dude, that's how backwards this is all... Turning into yeah,
4: that's a must win
3: game for, yes. us, for this
4: for the Seahawks that's, that's a like, really it's, important game it's the biggest game of the year because here's the schedule for your Seattle Seahawks is they go Rams into Lions and Bears which should be wins and then they finish it out with the Cardinals uh, and that's a chance to get just not just a winning record but I'm telling you man with the with the, the teams at the top I still think anybody's got a chance to make it if you can get to a winning record so yeah most important game of the year has been postponed for COVID we didn't talk about it all year, so is everything else in the app? It's a mess. All right, well, see you next week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, all right, we're done. Everybody have a great day. Bye bye.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details.
5: Hyundai.